everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today, I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about how we can change the culture and win the battle for truth. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, I'm glad you guys are here today. So many things are happening in the world around us as we watch the news. It just seems like there's one headline after another that's just stunning in a a million different ways. And uh, I was just out in the lobby a few minutes ago talking to a dear friend of mine. Her name is Lisa. She's been helping me with my campaign. And we were talking about the importance of influence and why it's so important that we that we get off of the sidelines and onto the front lines. It's the reason why my podcast is called Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. I'm hoping that my run for the U.S. House of Representatives is serving as an example to you. I'm hoping that a lot of you that are listening to this are going, I wonder if I shouldn't be running for school board. I wonder if I could get on the library board. I wonder, you know, there's so many different uh, different aspects to what we can do right now in terms of our influence and where God has us. And he wants you to do something. And so today I'm going to take a little bit of time and talk about what it means to light a thousand fires. My strong belief that there is a movement that is beginning in this nation that is going to be powerful and is actually going to change the course of our country for generations to come. Because what I'm doing now, I'm doing for my children and for my grandchildren, because I want them to be able to live in freedom. And I have enjoyed freedom. You have enjoyed freedom. Our forefathers gave it to us. Hundreds of thousands of men and women have laid down their lives to secure our freedom. We can no longer afford to sit on the sidelines and just allow what is happening to our country to continue. Uh, I am hosting the Biblical Citizenship course at Firmly Planted Family on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific time. You guys are going to notice that there's a link to that in the show notes today. For those of you who are watching this on YouTube and on Rumble, we will link to this also in the comment section of the videos there. But we want to encourage you to come out to Biblical Citizenship. So if you live In the area, if you're in the Portland, Vancouver metropolitan area, come out. You will not be sorry. Biblical citizenship runs for about an hour and a half. We're going to start at 3 p.m. If you come a little bit early here to the center, the coffee shop will be open. You can grab yourself a cup of coffee, get a good seat. We had about 250 people come to uh, our Constitutional Live class. This is sort of the next step in that class. It's wonderful. There are presentations by my friends, uh, Rob, uh, Pastor Rob McCoy and Kurt Cameron and obviously Rick Green, uh, David Barton from Wall Builders. Phenomenal, phenomenal people sharing with you an apologetic for why Christians need to be involved in civics. And so again, that's biblical citizenship. It is on Sundays. The first one happened on April 3rd, which is really an introduction. So this next week coming up is when we'll dive headlong into the meat of what we're going to be talking about for the next several weeks. So I hope you guys will join me. I'm excited to have uh, so many of you coming. If you're not in the area, we have decided to go ahead and open this up to the public uh, and you can watch those classes live from the comfort of your own home. If you do live in the area, I'm going to encourage you to come out. All right. I was just in uh, Round Rock and I presented a brand new workshop called Light a Thousand Fires, How to Engage the Culture as a Family and Win the Battle for Truth. And I wanted to spend just a little bit of time Uh, going over that with you today so that you have a proper apologetic for why it's so important that we engage 
in the culture. The Apostle Paul, in speaking to the church in Ephesus, and remember, these guys were these guys were living in incredibly difficult times. I keep hearing people talk about you know how hard the world is right now. Uh, we don't know anything about how hard the world can really get here in modern America. Uh, most of us have, uh, don't even have relatives that were alive. Uh, to see some of the, the the world wars and the devastation of the Vietnam War, certainly not the the Civil War. Sometimes people come to my events that I host around the, the district, and as I'm talking about my run for Congress and why I think it's so important that we elect citizen statesmen, in other words, men and women who live in the areas that they want to represent and have uh, roots there, right? This was the whole purpose of representative government. And the Apostle Paul in talking to the church at Ephesus, was recognizing that they also were in a time of incredible difficulty. And so as he encourages them and engages them, this is what he said in Ephesians 6. He said, finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Notice that he doesn't say, be strong in your government, be strong in yourself, be strong physically, be strong mentally. No, he said, be strong in the Lord. So how do we become strong in the Lord? Well, the Bible teaches us that we become strong in the Lord by spending time in the Word, by knowing who God is and recognizing He has a plan for our life. So this is Paul saying to the church at Ephesus, you guys, be strong in the Lord and lean into the power of His might. Then he went on to say the passage that we're all very familiar with. He said, put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. And Paul was saying this is not uh, a physical battle. This is a spiritual battle from sun up to sundown. So if it's a spiritual battle, men and women, listen to me for a moment. If you've got your kids listening, lean in. What are the weapons of our warfare? What are the weapons of the warfare of a believer? Well, the Bible says that they are worship and the word. The Bible teaches us that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And as we have succumbed to the spirit of fear in this country, we have lost our power, lost our soundness of mind, and lost our love. And we've decided that loving someone is not telling them the truth anymore. We Loving someone is sacrificing truth on the altar of a misguided mercy. And yet the Bible teaches us that our weapons are different from the weapons of this world. If you'll notice the many, many battles that were waged in the Bible, uh, God often sent in the worshipers. Are we worshiping him? Are we worshiping him in the way that we live our lives? Are we studying the word? Do we know who he is? Because that's how we win the battle. That's how we win the battle for truth is by knowing what truth is and knowing where the plumb line is. Truth, you guys, is foundational to victory. Jesus said in John chapter 3, verse 18, Dear children, don't let us love in words or speech, but with actions and in truth. With actions and in truth. And so truth is foundational. So if we want to win, we got to arm ourselves with truth and then show up to defend it. This is why I've been speaking out about uh, this ridiculous nonsense that there are only that there are more than two genders and saying, no, this is a lie on its face. Anytime we live by lies... As, uh, as my friend, uh, Pastor Rob McCoy, so beautifully said, and I'm going to put this up in the show notes today, in the absence of, tr- of courage, truth is an orphan. And we have a massive lack of courage in the culture right now, particularly as it relates to God's people. Courageous Christians tell the truth, you guys. Teach your kids to be bold. 
They can be bold and kind. Jesus modeled this. We know it can be done because God God did it. Jesus did it. And in the absence of courage, truth really is an orphan. And this is why you see so many kids. This is why I was talking about yesterday, you know, the uh, go woke, go broke, right? Here's Disney just going for woke. Why? Because there's no truth there anymore. It's going to take courage to turn the tide. Are you frustrated with what's happening around you? Stop talking about it and start asking God for directions. What, what office can you run for? What candidate can you support? How can you help turn the tide in this country back around? I think it's possible. I think you can do it. In the Bible, we learn that righteousness is the standard that God set. And it's one of the issues that we've had now uh, for generations. You know, I was talking about um, Brian Houston, the pastor of Hillsong Church in Australia, who just last week came out and said, okay, yeah, you're right. I've got a drinking problem and I may or may not have cheated on my wife. I didn't really understand what I was doing when I was in the hotel room. I'd had too much to drink. As we've often told our children, this is the issue, right, with drunkenness. Drunkenness lowers your inhibition so that when you've had too much drink, you do the thing that was already in your heart to do because you have no more self-control, which, by the way, is a fruit of the Spirit. That's why the Bible says don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. When you're drunk with wine, you're losing that spirit of self-control, which comes from God. And as believers, I mean, I, I, I read, you know, Brian Houston's very sad and disappointing letter to his church where he apologized to the church and he can't believe he let them down. And his wife is his very best friend. And he's so he's so mad at himself that he heard it this way. Blah, 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 blah. Shut up. I am so sick and tired of allowing this to happen in the church and pretending like it's no big deal or we're just going to get another pastor. Oh, another one, another one bit the desk. Listen, you guys, the adversary knows if he can take out a shepherd, he's got a clean shot at the flock. That's what this is all about. He knows if he can take out a marriage, he's got a clean shot at children, at a family. God is the author of the family. And he said for us, righteousness is the standard. And so the question becomes, what are you doing in the quiet places of your heart when no one else is watching? Are you addicted to pornography? Are you talking to your spouse in a way that is ungodly and isn't encouraging your marriage? How's it going at home with your relationships with your kids? Righteousness is the standard. And this starts at home and revival will not come apart from repentance. And this is what we know from, from the scriptures over and over again. Jesus said in Luke 5, 32, I have not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. This is the standard. And he set the standard for us. And yet over and over we see uh, pastor after pastor after pastor make an excuse for why it's not necessary. It doesn't matter. But it does matter. Mom and dad, you can't pass on what you don't possess. So I keep hearing, well, I want my kids to change the world. How about you change the world? Or you, want, or you know what? You want to change the world? Start by loving your family. That's where it starts. How are your kids doing? Do they know that you love them? How's your marriage doing? How's your walk with the Lord? So I've said this before, and, and today I'm going to see if uh, if we can get some of the slides put up here so that you guys can see these, uh, those of you who are watching this on video, because I'm going to show you a sculpture in a few minutes, and I, I hope it I hope that it just burns into your memory. But the fact of the matter is, we want our children 
to carry a standard in so many in so many uh, areas of our lives that we're not willing to carry ourselves. And then we wonder what happened. Well, that's what happened. We're not willing to do the thing that we're asking our children to do. I loved that Rob McCoy said that. You know, why did you run for, for mayor of Thousand Oaks, California? He said, I, I couldn't tell my people to do something I wasn't willing myself to do. That is the mark of a good leader. That's the mark of a good leader. So you guys have noticed I just gave you an, an acrostic. I told you, here's how you light a thousand fires. Here's how you win the war. The first, the first thing is worship in the word. That's W, right? A, arm yourself with truth and then show up to defend it. And R, remember that righteousness is the standard. Revival doesn't come apart from repentance. When I was saying you arm yourself with the truth and then you show up to defend it, it reminds me of a verse that's on a shirt that I have. And it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It comes out of Psalm 107, verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. In every sphere of influence. Men and women, you belong in every sphere of influence. God's people are called to all of them. We're called to medicine, called to education, called to entertainment. Called to all of these these spheres of influence called into agriculture, called into, yes, politics. God's people should be there. Arm yourself with the truth and show up to defend it. And finally, remember that righteousness is the standard and revival doesn't come apart from repentance. I had an incredible opportunity at the last conference that uh, I spoke at to encourage the men and women there to stand firm right where they are, engage in every sphere of influence. Don't run, don't compromise, and don't retreat. What's happening in the culture right now is too important and the stakes are too high for us to sit back and pretend it doesn't matter. Finally, I'm going to leave you with this. Psalm 127 verse 4 says, Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are the children that are born to us when we're young. I love that the psalmist David recognizes what Jesus said himself in the New Testament, and that was that we are engaged in a spiritual battle. He said, Your children are arrows in the hands of their warrior parents. That makes you a warrior. And as my friend Ann Dunnigan often says, we need more warriors and less worriers. It's so easy, isn't it, for us to just worry and fret about what's happening around us. And then we disengage and pretty soon we find we're in worse trouble than we ever thought we could be in before because we spent most of our time fretting about things and didn't ask God for direction. And so in light of that, if, if God's word says that your children are given to you like arrows in the hands of a warrior, I'm going to encourage you, guard your marriage as if your life depends on it, as if your family depends on it. Because as we've seen from Brian Houston so beautifully on display again this week, so much does depend on it. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as if he were making his appeal through us. I'm going to show you guys a picture for those of you who are watching this on video. Uh, of a sculpture that was given to me some years ago. Quick, I'm going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I want you guys to lean in. Those of you who are listening to this on your on your podcast app, on your phone, if you get an opportunity, go to video today and check this out. I'm going to show you guys something that actually I think will change the way you see your marriage. I'll be right back.
Do you know 37% of Americans cannot name a single freedom out of the First Amendment and 74% cannot name the three branches of government? No wonder we are experiencing tyranny in America at levels many of us never thought we would see in our lifetime. Well, my friends at Patriot Academy recognize that an educated citizenry is absolutely essential for our survival as a free people. This is why their mission is to inspire patriotism, equip citizens, and educate a nation to live out their freedoms. They also know that freedom is not a boring subject, especially when comedian Brad Stein, God's comic, is in the mix. Well, starting April 11th, Brad Stein, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, and America's Constitution coach Rick Green will be bringing the Comedy and Constitution tour to cities across Texas. Join them for one-of-a-kind edutainment that's going to educate, entertain, equip, and inspire your family to accept, protect, and purposefully pass on the torch of freedom. Learn more at patriotacademy.com forward slash Texas tour. All right, so before the break, I was telling you that uh, I was given a sculpture by you know, one of Ann Dunnigan's sons years ago. I was teaching on Psalm 127, and I was saying that in the grand scheme of things, if you, if you think about yourself in the context of Scripture and how God sees you, then you recognize very quickly that you are part of, an, of a battlefield. You already are on the battlefield. The question is, are you engaging or not? Or is someone just shooting at you? Or are you hovering underneath your shield and hiding in a corner of the battlefield somewhere? But check out this sculpture. So uh, her son came back, Mark did, and he, uh, the next year, and he had, you know, in true homeschool overachiever fashion, instead of writing me a thank you note, he crafted a sculpture, and this this is probably, and I've been given lots of things, uh, you know, as a speaker over the years out on the road, and this is by far and away my favorite uh, thing. And I've taken it out on the road. I don't take it out very often anymore because I'm afraid it's going to get broken. But if you look at this uh, sculpture, if you look at the front, you can see, I always tell people, you got to look at the look in my husband's eyes first because uh, I love that he's just like, we're going to, we're doing what? We're homeschooling. All right, we're homeschooling. I'm surrounded by, you know, all of these children. And here's my husband doing exactly what God calls him to do to be the leader of our home. And you can see this beautifully in the sculpture, this husband and wife out on the battlefield. And if you look at it from the side image, you can see that there are several black arrows that have pierced his shield. And he is standing in, in, uh, in a position to fight. His sword is not in the sheath. It's up at his side and he stands at the ready. And I'm not sitting behind him in this sculpture knitting a baby blanket. I've got a quiver strapped to my back and in that quiver are six arrows and there is one arrow in the bow. Because God tells us that our responsibility as parents is to launch our children out into the world. They are arrows in the hands of their warrior parents. God wants to use them as part of the victory that he sees for his kids. This is why I I love uh, and have been and continue to do reading through the book of Nehemiah as I'm running for Congress. It reminds me every day that there are good people and there are bad people. And it was like that in the days of Nehemiah. It was like that in the days of the psalmist David. And it's like that right now. But you have an incredibly important role to play in the lives of your children. And as you consider what your marriage is worth and why God brought you together, remember to nurture your marriage and remember to protect it. You guys, God has an incredible responsibility for you right now. You are the Deborahs of this generation. You are the Joshuas and the Gideons, dearly loved sons and daughters of the Most High God. And God wants to use you to do incredible things. 
You're the Esthers, the Pauls, the Davids, the Ruths of this generation. And the battle is raging all around you. And so the question is, do you believe that you are who God says you are? Do you understand the parameters of the battle that you're facing? And are you willing to do what God said? And that is to put on his armor. Remember the apostle Paul in Ephesians put on the whole armor of God. Why? So that you might be able to stand, speak the truth and show up to defend it. And I'm hoping that in so doing, you will light a thousand fires. And as you light those fires, you will begin to see that God is always at work. Light a flame that is going to burn brightly right, right where you are. There is a bonfire burning in Battleground, Washington right now. And it is sparking fires all over the Pacific Northwest. God wants to use your family in the same way. You are who God says you are. So get out onto the battlefield and act like it. It's time to light a thousand fires. It's time to show up and defend the truth. Remember, you can't pass on what you don't possess. And God has something he wants you to do. I hope you guys are encouraged uh, as you're watching the show. I hope you're going to show up for biblical citizenship. Uh, I hope that you are making sure and checking out our sponsors at the show. It's very important to us to bring people that sponsor the show who we believe in their product or their service and it gives you an opportunity to engage with them and help them do what God's called them to do and in turn helps us do what God's called us to do. The same thing with MomStrong International. Check it out. One Bible study a month. Right now we're right uh, we're right in the middle of the book of Acts. My son-in-law, Pastor Ryan Bates, is teaching through that this month for me. Uh, I have brought on some wonderful writers to help me at MomStrong International, particularly as I'm in the midst of the fight of my life running for Congress here in Southwest Washington. We appreciate your prayers, you guys. Your prayers, your support, every letter that comes in to me here at Firmly Planted Family, every uh, note that you drop in at Mailbox Monday, uh, it tells us that you're listening and we're humbled and we appreciate it. So we thank you guys so much for listening today. Please leave reviews for this podcast wherever podcasts are. Pass this on. Make sure and tell people that we are now on video. And so you can find us at Rumble and YouTube. And uh, we're very, very slowly but surely building up that platform. You're going to want to go ensure and watch it today so that you can see a picture of the sculpture I was talking about. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. And I'm going to see you back here tomorrow with my friend Gina Young. And we're going to be talking about some alternatives to Disney. She's got a wonderful book series out for young girls called The Princess Parables. You guys are going to absolutely love it. Come back tomorrow and we'll encourage you here at the intersection of faith and culture. 